Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We want to welcome back to the show, Mary Beulah. She's the director of Erie Together, the anti-poverty initiative, but it's all about getting people into uh, life-sustaining careers. Mary, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me. Welcome to the new State Street Studio. We're glad you're here. Love it. Thanks. And we want to welcome to the show TJ Sandell. He, uh, or, or how do you pronounce it, TJ? Sandell. Sandell. Okay. He is from the Pittsburgh Plumbers Union. What's the number? 27. 27. All right. And you are an expert on, on apprenticeships. Give us a little bit of origin story. Did you grow up around here or did you transfer in? I did. I did grow up. Um, I'm, oh, move that mic a little closer. Yeah. There you go. Good. Yeah, I did grow up around here. Um, I, I went to Fairview High School. Okay. I graduated in 1997. Um, I left there. Uh, I went into the retail business. I mean, I had a job through high school and retail. Yeah. I uh, was in the retail business. Um, then I moved on to a landscaping company, and I worked there for a few years. And then I ended up getting a job in the plumbing industry just as a laborer, and I it was kind of a total accident, really, is how I got into that. But um, I ended up really loving and enjoying that business. And um, a few years into it, I found out that the Plumbers, Union, Plumbers and Steamfitters Union at the time had an apprenticeship program. And I'm like, what's that? You know, like, you know, <laughs> right. So I looked into it and um, I applied. I went through all the rigmarole of getting through that. And um, I uh, became an apprentice. I worked here pretty much all through my apprenticeship. Uh, I became a journeyman. I got my journeyman level. Uh, and then I was a foreman for a company, and I kept working at that company for a number of years. And uh, then later on, <clears throat> an opportunity came for me to be the business representative for the union, so I took that job. And and you're kind of uh, going up and down 79, or you just stay up here in Erie and the surrounding counties? I, I I do go to my home office occasionally. I have a satellite office in Summit Township. Okay. Uh, that's where our training center is for our apprenticeship. Okay. So we have a school here. It's a $2 million facility. It's an excellent facility. Um, I, I, I'm not sure anybody knows that. Lots of people do. <laughs> okay. But, Joel, you're welcome to come visit anytime. Uh, Just give me a call, and I'll, I'll give you a tour. Mary's been there. I believe. Well, when you think there? you think of, I, I don't know, but I want to be there. Uh, well, oh, I'm just thinking about like this this job across the street here, right? You yes. know, I mean, I mean, you you have to hook into the the mains underneath the ground, right? The Correct. the sewer mains and the and your and your supply lines and so on. I mean, Correct. so you're going from anything from really large pipes down to the 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 connection to the faucet in the bathroom. I mean, it's uh, it's that whole uh, gamut. Yeah, there's a lot more to that than people think that there is. Sure. You know, like when when I when I go to high schools and I I you know a lot of counselors ask me to come and talk to the kids and particularly like Votech mm -hmm. and you know some of the kids that don't really know a whole lot about the trades I, I always pop the question to them like you know what does a plumber do? And the, I always get the same answer pretty much every time. It's sure. the person who comes and fix your toilet. Well, that's true. <laughs> right. That's true. But, yes. but that's like, 
a small fraction of what we actually do. Sure, sure. I mean, and, and, and again, you know, by the time you get to that journeyman level and, and higher, you, you've, you've had all these experiences, right? I mean, because how long is it an apprenticeship in the plumber's union? It's five years. Okay, so you're learning a lot yeah, in that you, five years. You, you, we put you to work as an apprentice with a company, a signatory contractor. Okay. And, you know, you see them around town, William mm-hmm. T. Spader, Raven Meyer right. System, Scobell Company. There's a, there's a bunch of them. So um, we put you to work with a contractor. You work during the day. And then in the evening hours, you come to our training center, and we give you classroom training, hands-on training, all the uh, additional training that you don't get during the day. We give you welding training, et cetera. Gotcha. So, Any out-of-pocket? No. That's the amazing thing about apprenticeships. Apprenticeship programs are – typically 100% self-funded. So each employee of the union has a little bit of money that goes into our training fund every every hour they work, and it funds the training program for the apprenticeship and ongoing training for the journeyman. So we actually put pay in hourly a little wow. bit of money into that fund, and we spend about a million dollars a year Seriously. Uh, on training our people. That's why we're the best of the best. So there must be this huge waiting list for plumbers, isn't there? Um, it's competitive. I mean, definitely competitive. Yeah. Um, as apprentices, is that what you're yeah, referring to? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we typically get um, about 45, 40, 45 applicants a year um, for uh, spots to fill five to ten apprentices. Okay. So, so there, it is competitive for that, and, sure. and I would imagine there's there's some kind of aptitude that you would have to show that this would be something that, that would work. I, I always wonder, and again, I know that we're kind of jumping into the subject right away, but we'll, we'll get to kind of the 30,000 square foot, uh, 30,000 foot view in a second here. But I'd like to know, like, you know, the success factors of taking that plumbing shop class at Erie County Technical School or at Erie High vis-a-vis, you know, just someone is saying, you know what, I need a career change. I'm going to try try this out. What is the success rate that we yeah, have? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much it's 99%. I mean, once in a while we have but, someone. But, I mean, like, uh, you know, is there a differential of taking shop class versus someone who just enters your apprenticeship cold? Um, I mean, there's advantages for them to take those courses that, that – you know, if they have a mechanical ability, yeah. that helps. But uh, it's not really we, – we've had people from all kinds of walks of life apply and be very successful. So they just didn't know that they had those abilities. We kind of – we brought it out of them, I guess, you know. So – but ha- having those classes and those things are great and they're helpful, um, but they're not necessarily a prerequisite or anything like that. You know what I mean? That's good to know because, again, a lot of people – and, Mary, you've experienced this. A lot of people don't know what they – don't they don't know where they want to go as a 16 year old in high school again they just want to get through high school and so um it's it's basically what you're saying tj is that all is not lost you know i mean there's there's second and third and fourth chances here uh to really have a, a life sustaining and uh uh, career that you would love can i comment on that please you know like even when i went to high school which a little while now, but sure, you know, um, I remember then, and this trend went on past when I left high school is that the, the guidance counselors and a lot of the administrators and these people were pounding this idea so hard that 
you have to go to college. You have to go to college. You're not going to – all you're going to do is flip burgers if you don't go to college. you got to go to – they pounded that, drove that stake into everybody's head, yeah. right? Yeah. And in and, and reality, they, they didn't look at the big picture and they didn't see what great opportunities that the construction building trades offers. And the reason why I, I bring that up is because they did a study. Uh, the National Building Trades Council did a study, and they, they found out that 85% of building trades journey workers make more than someone with a four-year college degree. Say that again. 85% of building trades journey workers make more than someone with a four-year college degree. Think about this. You've got people that have master's degrees that are making making median wages in Erie, and you have, like you say, an electrician or a plumber that are making double the median wage in Erie. Easily. easily. I mean, easily. Easily, yeah. I mean, true. It, is, it is the level of, of you know, acute care nursing. And, and I mean, th that kind of professional, it, it, it's professional wages, really. Yes. Well, we're professionally trained. Absolutely. Right. It makes total sense. All right, let's let's jump over to Mary here. And Mary, I want you to kind of, uh, you know, I want you to kind of give the the reason why Erie Together, which is this anti-poverty initiative that's been going on for over ten years now, is so concerned about career pathways. Well, Erie Together is here to make the Erie region a place where everyone can learn, work, and thrive. That's the overarching objective, right? Within that, we're focused on really three big things. Number one, we're trying to best prepare kids for life after high school, whatever success looks like for them. Number two, we're trying to make sure more individuals have family-sustaining jobs. And number three, we want more families to become self-sufficient. Career Pathways addresses all of those things, right? So back in 2016, when our community was really starting to focus on career pathways and the need to look at things beyond college and what other careers might require short of a four-year degree, they said, Erie Together, are you willing to help lead these discussions and bring these stakeholders together? We said we would, so we got engaged. And it's been a, just a tremendous, tremendous process. And TJ, I agree with you. Back when I was in high school, which was long before you were in high school, um, <laughs> It was all about college, yeah. right? But I can tell you, based on the work that I'm doing with the districts and with the post-secondary providers, um, that the focus is not solely on college anymore. It is about, okay, what can we do to prepare these kids for family-sustaining jobs? And many of those are short of a four-year degree, and they're, they understand that now. And I think back then, we didn't know what we didn't know. Preparing uh, folks for work, uh, for families sustaining wages, and self-sufficiency. This is how we get people out of poverty. And so uh, why the focus on young people? I mean, obviously we do have uh, work that we do in Erie Together for family, already established families, Mary, and so on. But, um, but you, can, you, can, you can kind of break generational poverty with education is that is that what we've concluded absolutely you know education is key to preventing and reducing poverty right so when we're working with the career exploration pieces that we're doing at Erie together we're starting at the very earliest stages you know okay. and the state recognizes that as well the state is requiring that kids have certain numbers of experiences by the end of fifth grade and eighth grade and eleventh grade all kinds of standards around that. And so everybody knows we got to start early, 
right? And so we're designing experiences working with employers and with educators that will expose kids at the very earliest ages in ways they can understand to help them understand that there is more than just being a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher. You can be a plumber, you can be an electrician, you can be a manufacturer, all kinds of opportunities that provide tremendous livings for, for tremendous kind of living for these kids. And, and, and with the, the pressure of PSSA tests and, and the standardized testing and, and all the other requirements that, that are on a school, is there the bandwidth, bandwidth for these, uh, for these uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers to, to really dive in and, and, and get some experiences? Absolutely, because you know what? Not only are there the PSSA requirements, but there are the future ready PA requirements that have a career readiness indicator okay. that require kids to have 20 experiences by the time they graduate high school that are meaningful, that they're able to show an impact. So different grade levels, again, um, you know, taking a look at all kinds of career exploration experiences that help them understand really what their opportunities are. Are you, uh, do you see green shoots and are you hopeful in all this when you see things like the manufacturing uh, focus that General McLean has and, and the manufacturing that they're doing out at, uh, at McDowell, you know, with their, with, with all their uh, uh, units and things? I mean, seems like the, some of the schools, especially the ones that have some, uh, some uh, you know, assets, are really diving in on these things. Absolutely, but I also am very encouraged by the, you know, the work that's being done at Erie County Technical School and Erie High and Corey, which okay. also has its own technical school that's built right into the high school. Um, what I'm very encouraged about is the, um, the, the commitment to collaborate amongst the districts the career and technical centers and the employers to provide high quality experiences for kids that will really help them show uh, see paths to their future. That's that's exciting stuff. Um, uh, when we when we talk about uh, you know the high schoolers and so on, what 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 do they do at the plumbers union? Will you go in and and talk to a group at, at the school level then? Yeah, we do that very frequently and okay. I, it's not just the plumbers it's, sure it's all the building trades you know well most of them mm -hmm. um we we go to many schools we go to erie high we've been to iroquois general mclean uh gerard we, we we get out there if if any school district wants us to come on their career day you know we'll, we'll be there i mean we we'll show up is there an assessment that a, that a kid would uh fulfill i i remember taking you know that career test as a sophomore in high school and it told me I'm supposed to be in communications, you know. Yeah, so there is, well, and nice work. You <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but there, there, is, there are assessments that the kids okay. take, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's something, right? Right. And, but they're also required to have a, a career plan, at least a basic career plan, by the end of their eighth grade year, I think. Um, but I want to mention something that TJ was involved in that um, Erie Together facilitated, which was tremendous because you had interest from the kids who watched that afterwards. We do um, these career pathways information sessions for students and families where we're bringing 
professionals together okay. within a particular career pathway. TJ was part of the engineering and industrial technology pathway. Spend an hour talking with them about what skills are required, what the earning potential is, what jobs are available in the community, which are in highest demand. Videotape these, give kids a chance to ask their questions while we're on, and then we widely distribute them. And after the session TJ did, he had interest. I mean, people nice. were contacting him afterwards. So, I mean, lots of opportunity out there. So, yeah, I mean, when, once you get to a chance to do your pitch, your elevator pitch, I mean, what is, what is some of the response you get from the young ones? Um, it, it kind of varies. Sure. You know? um, the younger kids, they don't really know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're starting to go over the hill on the stigmata of construction workers, you know, like kind of got like a bad stigma to it or, you know, or what have you. So we're kind of getting over that hill because, you know, things like the Internet have changed everything, you know. People think of a plumber, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's someone that comes to fix the toilet, but there's there's so much technology in what we do now. Right. Like, it used to be when I started a new building that we were building out of the ground, we had to use strings and batter boards to put marks up where the walls were so before the building existed, so we knew where to put the pipes in out of the ground. Sure. Today, that's done with, with a 3D modeler and a... Um, and a laser stick, and you wow. basically can lay out all your points with a, with a computer. So, yeah. like, it's actually really neat technology. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that when uh, my favorite part of this old house is when the plumber guy, uh, you know, shows up because it's always some new technology, some new way to heat a house or or cool a house or you know or you know retrofit you know a drain system or it's really remarkable stuff you know oh, that yeah. you're getting it going from cast iron to pvc and you know all that stuff right. so oh, i i can relate i mean i've i've had experience where i poured hot lead you know <laughs> i i did that work you back know? in the day that, wow that doesn't really happen much anymore <laughs> pouring hot lead yeah we're down to our last minute here um when we come back i really want to talk about you know if if people you know the ones that slip past us in high school, because you really want, you really want, you would love to have that graduate, each one of those graduates in, in all of our high schools to, to really have a good game plan for where they're going in their career. But we know that that's not the case, right? And so uh, I would really like to talk about what can we do, because honestly, there are, there are people that are getting tired. We've got 60-year-old and 65-year-old plumbers that, hey, I need a secession plan here. It's time for me to get somebody to come up uh, behind me, and and uh, you know whether it's in plumbing or HVAC or or even um, you know concrete. And I mean, I think about all these super specialties. We we start running out of the like the one guy that we can call. Am I am I off here, TJ? I'll put it to you this way. Our average age is not going down right now. It's going up. <laughs> it's going up. Right. And so we need to backfill all that. We talked a lot about kids in school. Now let's pivot to that post-secondary life. And again, um, there are a lot of a, a lot of uh, young adults still living with their folks, who uh, you know they graduated from high school. They they're probably gainfully employed, but it may be not in a job that they necessarily want to do. And, and again, this is not to disparage anyone who is serving you up uh, with your favorite, you know, sub sandwich uh, on the corner 
shop. I mean, we need people to do that work, but it may not be the most fulfilling for that young one, right? That may not be what they want to do the rest of their life. And they may view that as a job and not a career. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And so how do we, how do we uh, open up the door for those? So let me tell my, my story here. I got a call from my brother. He was at a retail store and, um, he, uh, he, uh, this, this kid who was waiting on him did, did amazing service, but he's like, I don't know how they got onto this, but he's like, I really want to be an electrical electrician and I don't know what to do. I, and, and I, I'm thinking to my, and so Pete says, can you tell, you know, I'll get back to him if you tell me what he should do. And so I'm going to ask my experts here. So what should he do first off? Are there adult programs still at Erie County Technical School for things like electric, electrician or plumbing or welding? I don't know about that for adults. I know that, of course, the... Because that had always been the case, right, for a long time. I, I, they did offer adult programming. I don't know if they still do, but there are others that offer adult programming now. Right? Well, and here, here's what the, 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 the thing that the kids said to my brother is that they want $18,000 for tuition at, at a, at a, uh, at a for-profit tech, uh, you know, tech school, wow. a trade school. Um, and so the other question is, is, is tech after hours still with us? I don't it, think so. I do not believe they are. Believe so, so that we, we might think that the adult training may no longer be there based up from the school districts right now. We need to find out, I guess. So there, yeah, I don't know the answer to those two things. So okay. if somebody calls in and says you're wrong, I totally accept that. But okay. there are other providers out there. That Tell me are doing about that. that. So, okay. so you have the Northern Pennsylvania Regional College who offers um, workforce development training, right? I think they have a catalog of over 60 programs, right? So, um, and they offer them at various times throughout the year, there's one. The Erie Community College has now come into being, right? So, you know, they're starting to think about what their offerings are gonna be from a workforce development perspective. You have the uh, Corey High Ed Council that I think is probably working with various partner um, educational institutions to offer some adult training as well. Um, and, you know, you, you can't um, lose sight of the fact too that you have really good partners or people that are committed um, through the Northwest PA Job Connect and CareerLink that are providing programming for adults as well. Because they'll give you training. They'll retrain you, right? Or they'll pay for, they'll, they'll pay for the they'll training. They'll help fund training if you meet their, their various requirements that are associated with their funding sources. But what they're also doing, which I really love, is they've really um, adopted this career pathways, uh, uh, you know, mentality. Yeah. And they're starting to push those resources out through to their adult learners as well. So things that are being produced to support pathways engagement are now also being pushed out through Northwest PA Job Connect and CareerLink's resources. So if, if, if that, if that kid wanted to be a plumber versus being an electrician, I mean, again, I'm assuming the IBEW has apprenticeships too, right? Absolutely. I mean, I mean but, uh, what would be the first step if, if they were going to join your union for apprenticeships? What, what, what should they do first? Uh, well, probably visit our website because we only take applications one time a year. 
Okay. Because just like a school, we, you know, you're a freshman and a junior, uh, sophomore, junior, senior, right? Right. Yeah. So we take one class a year, and then as you acclimate in the program, you, and then you graduate. So we only take the applications at a two-week window every year. That tends to be at the end of February, the beginning of March. Okay. Um, and is that something that you heavily advertise, or we've been? How does the word get out for that? We we've historically we've done you know, a multitude of advertising. You know, we put it in the Times News before. Yeah. Um, what we found today that's most effective is a social media advertising campaign. That seems to be the, you know, when I, I, I ask that question every time someone mm. applies, I say, how did you hear about it? And they'll say Facebook or okay. Instagram or whatever it is. They'll, 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 that seems to be the lion's share of how we get that out. Now, also we've, you know, we've gone with the mayor and we've, had some press conferences and sure, the mayor's sure. been mayor's been pushing apprenticeships too. So, you know, kudos to the mayor for that. Um, but I think social media is our most powerful tool to do that. And that's, you know, the one that we kind of focus on the most. And, and with getting 45 to 50 applicants for five slots, it's working. It sounds like to me. Yes. Yeah. For the, for the plumbers union. Do you feel like uh, everyone else uh, in, in the construction trades is on top of things like you guys are? I, I would say that's a okay. fair assessment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And again, I think about, you know, what the, you know, five years, no debt, you're getting paid on the job training. Right. Right. You just have to make sure that you show up and and have the aptitude to do this. Correct. Yeah. And can I add something on to that? When when you graduate from our, our apprenticeship program, you get because we're an accredited school, you get college credits wow. when you graduate our program. And we have a partnership with a community college in Michigan called Washington Community College. You can take a few classes online after you finish your apprenticeship and you get associate's degree in construction management. Cool. Yeah, it's great. That is, that is, I mean, it's it's really the best of both worlds at that <laughs> point. I mean, that's really remarkable stuff. Um, okay, so uh, am I right to think that that maybe it's the it's you know it's the in the onboarding or the incoming like the the communications part of this that maybe is unknown or is it more the attitudes. And so I want to talk about parental attitudes because we've talked about this multiple times where uh, whether I'm talking to somebody in manufacturing, a, you know, manufacturing um, uh, CEO, you know, we can't find workers. There's a lot of poor parental attitudes. I don't know if that really translates into the construction trades, mind you. But, you know, one of the things I always hear about TJ, honestly, is, well, you get laid off a lot. You know, I mean, especially in this town, you know, we don't have the best record. I mean, but that is kind of ancient history, isn't it? it? Well, there is some reality in that. Okay. okay. Because you have to understand that a lot of things drive the construction industry, the economy, you know, um, grants, different things, governmental, you know, whatever's going on, you know, it can fluctuate a lot. Like sometimes you'll have so much work we can't even do it, and then other times it gets slow and we don't have as much work. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of things that factor into that. The cost of materials right now it's kind of a factor, you know. That, Absolutely. So, you know, the price of copper is outrageous. <laughs> I was going to say, so, what's a copper pipe cost? A lot. <laughs> so, so the price of materials, like right now because of the, you know, supply chain issues and things like that, yeah. the price of materials is way up. So it's actually delaying some construction projects. So there, there is some merit to that, to, you know, so you might, 
be off for short periods of time. Typically, those are winter time okay. things. Like, yeah. you know, we have maybe four apprentices that are off not working right now, which is very small, and you know, to the number that we have. Yeah. But you know, sometimes we'll have full employment all winter. It's it's just it's really just how the market is and how the weather is and okay. you know things. There's a lot of different factors in the construction industry that that stack up. So, can you talk about parental attitudes, Mary? I can, um, but I want to just jump on to yeah. something TJ just said. So we're talking a lot about the apprenticeships in the construction trades, but there are also apprenticeships that exist within manufacturers, Absolutely. right? And yeah. we have many local manufacturers here that offer those apprenticeships. And so when and you And that would be like CD, uh, CNC operation and those kinds of things? Whatever or? kinds of things they need okay. that they decide that they yeah. want to develop a, an apprenticeship for. So Maintenance. Tool right. and die. Tool and die. Tool and die, die right, yeah. So, and, and in those instances, if you get in and you perform well, mm -hmm. you know, the layoff probably isn't as, you know, um, it's probably pretty slim. Yeah. Right. Cause it's very competitive. Right. 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 And so, and manufacturers are all looking for workers. So you're talking about parental attitudes. I think you were referring to, you know, manufacturing or construction sure. training yeah. positions. What people don't understand is that these things have evolved tremendously from 40 years ago, right? TJ touched on it. You know, there's more technology involved. You have to have, um, you know, you have to be able to understand math. You need to be able to do, you know, understand how to put this technology to use. Um, you know, it's manufacturing is not dirty. It's not dangerous. It's not, you know, um, just dire conditions that people may picture it in their heads. And so it's about changing the narrative around these kinds of jobs, the trades and, and manufacturing that becomes very important too. So to the extent that parents can take advantage of the things that are out there in terms of information to learn more, the better off everybody's going to be because these employers cannot find workers that they need. So we talked about construction. We talked about manufacturing. Are there other sectors in the economy where this apprenticeship thing works? I mean, we do we see anything like this in healthcare, for example, or do you have to go get a, a, a degree? You know, at least a nurse assistants or something like that. A CNA, for example. Yeah, you'd get a certificate for a CNA from a, you know, it's like. Whatever we have here, Great Lakes or, or, right. or so, NPRC might, well, might have something. Well, um, Healthcare Ventures Alliance is what okay. offers the local CNA training right now. Um, but I will tell you, nurse aides are in tremendous demand Huge. across the hospitals and across the nursing homes, right? And we are working uh, to try to recruit people into those positions because we have a half a dozen employers lined up saying, we need these people, we need them now. Wow hard to find people that are willing to go through the training. It is literally 18 days within a month. It's 120 hours. And it's 18 hard. days and you get a certificate? You get the certificate. And then you can sit for this. You can you you get the certificate of completion. Then you sit for the state exam to, okay. get, to become a certified nurse aide. Gotcha. Right? Mm -hmm. um, hard to find people willing to do it. Wow. Even when the cost is covered. Right, right. Yeah, uh, we, you know, wondering too, we had NPRC on a few months ago talking about their early childhood mm -hmm. um, certificate, you know, and again, totally free. Of course, Erie County is totally free right now. I mean, it's just being able to plug in enough people because I, I do want you to talk about kind of the challenges that we're facing here. Uh, it doesn't sound like you have a, a significant 
shortage of workers in the plumbing plumbers union but do some of the other construction trades uh, are they hurting for workers um, i wouldn't say they're hurting you okay. know but again that that's an effect of how busy we are you know if it if, yeah. if construction's booming yeah we have a shortage you know right, right, we don't right. we we lost that usually we have a pool labor pool but when it gets booming and booming and booming the labor pool's gone sometimes gotcha gotcha but um, going touching back real quick on on um on the college or community college, yeah, uh-huh. I, I pitched an idea to them um, not too long ago that to create a, a pr- what I call an apprenticeship readiness program, and what that would entail is um, it's kind of a all circumferencing trade introduction, right? So it'll be like you know, imagine it's a sixteen week course or whatever it might work out to be, and what they will do is they'll take the learner put them in you know a situation where they get to do a little bit of every trade they get to try to you know do some carpentry work and do try some electrical and do some plumbing and hang some drywall and finish the drywall paint the drywall do some hvac work and oh i think that cool and i think that makes sense and i'll tell you why it makes sense yeah because if you offer a curriculum to be an electrician right Mm mm-hmm I don't want to be an electrician. I don't want to get shocked. I'm not a good electrician, right? So I'm a boy. Right. So that's not for me, right? Sure. But some of these young people, they don't really know what's for them. So if you give them the opportunity to try a little bit of everything, and maybe they say, hey, I really like HVAC. I want to be a sheet metal worker. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of turns the light bulb on their mind that, hey, they should go join the apprenticeship for the sheet metal worker. That's so interesting. So that's what I'd like to see yeah. come to fruition, you know, with the community college is to get that program so you can send those people that are undecided and give them a taste of everything. And then they say, hey, I want to be a painter or I want I just, to. I just feel like this stuff should be happening in high school. But I'm wondering if the kids just or, or just the whole context of high school may not be a work for every kid. To, to, to do that full explanation until they get a little more mature, until they have a little a, a year or two under their belt of seeing, uh, yeah, maybe not cut out to be uh, in food service or retail. Or, and again, I don't, you know, or being a landscaper, right? I mean, again, great, you know, nothing wrong with that work, but that may not be their, their, their life's goal, you know what I mean? So let's think about that for a second. So I love what you just said. I think that's brilliant, and I hope they move forward with it. Um, but think about the career and technical centers that exist in the high schools now, right? A lot of people, parents, let's go back to parents for a second, maybe think, you know what? Career and technical education isn't for my kid. My kid's going to college, right? right? Or, you know, my kid is not going to do those those kinds of traits. Or, or even worse, I had heard uh, anecdotally that not every teacher is very helpful in getting that kid to the bus to go to the technical school. Okay. I mean, I, I've heard that around the county as well. Okay. But go ahead. I, Sorry. I have not heard yeah. that. But, you know, if parents... You know, career and technical school is not the end all of education. If you go that route, that doesn't mean you can't pursue some sort of post-secondary education. But it exposes you to lots of different things that you would not otherwise get exposed to if you're taking strictly an academic route. Nothing says you can't go to college. Right. I mean, I've I've had multiple people that have gotten degrees you know, big degrees at like Penn State, and they jump back into the trades, and they and they're 
entrepreneurs. They use their they use the juice of their business degree or whatever to really pursue their uh, you know their their trade work. So it can it's it's all up to that particular person. And um, it's all about exposing them to lots of different it. opportunities, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. Great. So, all right, uh, let's bring this plane in for landing. We're down to our last minute or two with Mary and TJ. And I want to I want to talk about, um, you know, uh, what are what are next steps or what should somebody do? Uh, is there is there a I mean, is CareerLink really maybe uh, a good first place for a a post-secondary person to just to find out what's out there. I mean, we're looking at 2,800 jobs right now. Uh, I mean, uh, do you, you know, but may, maybe there's a lot of folks that wouldn't have the training to be a dispatcher, you know, the, uh, or be a foreman, you know, certainly not a foreman, you know, right? I mean, what, what do you suggest? Where do you start? I mean, I think so. I think you start there. There are a lot of resources on that website. There is a list of training providers that you can find if you're interested in a, a particular type of career. You know, they have counselors there that are available to help you. Um, they have adopted that career pathways model that they're now pushing informational resources out for. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a good place to start, I also um, think that while they're there, they should talk to their counselor about utilizing Career Street to connect with employers to explore careers we have in the region. Yeah. Because we have moved beyond limiting Career Street to high school or K through 12 okay. students, and are now making that available through a grant from Northwest PA Job Connect to job seekers to be able to explore careers before they take the next step and, and apply for something that, that they may or may not be interested in. Is there something that employers and managers should be doing here too? Um, I mean, I, I, I see a lot of hands up or, you know, I can never pay what the big box stores will pay. And, and so they give up. Uh, I mean, uh, it, what, what, what's your suggestion for employers? For well, <laughs> for my industry employers? Or, 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 or just, just as, as you look at the situation that we're dealing with right now. My suggestion is that a, a lot of people leave here because they don't think there's an opportunity, right? Yes. And, and I think that follows a trend of wages because let's face it, let's face it, the wages here, the median wage is very, very low. Correct. Right? So I would say that, you know, they're going to have to look at, you know, paying a more livable wage to people in order to keep them and retain them here. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of people, their parents are telling them, and I'm not even kidding you, they're saying, go to college and get the heck out of here because you're not going to find any job. And they're not totally wrong about that, you know. So we need to, you know, do a couple different. It's a multifaceted issue. We right. have to attract businesses to come here, number one. Mm -hmm. We have to de develop infrastructure using the building trades yes. to to right. to create a condition that attracts businesses to come here. So that, this is like a multifaceted right. thing that we have to solve. You know? Yeah, again, we don't you don't turn the Titanic right around from from hitting the iceberg and and you know, we are we are backtracking from 60 years of decline. And so uh, this is one element though that I think we can really move forward on of just making sure people understand 
there are there are people that want to employ uh, workers and they're willing at least in in these sectors whether we're talking manufacturing or or construction and others where you can get training and maybe not even have to pay anything for it and you could have that that family sustaining wage we we got to leave it there thank you so much mary Beulah, tj sandell uh, thank you guys so much You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>